Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Weekend Review Show, take two. I'm your host, Ali, and joining me tonight, as most of you should be aware now, is Simon and Carl. Gentlemen, how are you on this fine Monday? All good, thank you. Yeah, all good. I was going to use the take two joke, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, anyone who, who isn't in on the, the joke, my um, internet completely crashed on me last night. For the first time in, I think, seven years I've been podcasting, um, I've failed to actually record the show and get it out. Um, but we here we, we are. Yeah, we released the quiz one separately. Seems to have gone down well. Um, so purely football, and it'll probably be under an hour. So Ross will be extremely delighted. <laughs> right, let's just kick straight in. Um, pretend you forgot all about what you spoke to me about last night, Carl. Um, Nottingham Forest one, Newcastle two on Friday evening. Um, good result for yourself um, with, uh, with Forrest losing, but I think again, not that anybody knows, but I think you alluded to when you're talking to me about it, it's a it's a massive result for Newcastle, especially. I think we're going into an international break, are we? We are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was much needed again by Newcastle. I know they got um, they got a win at Wolves uh, against Wolves. Sorry, um, they seem to have got back into it a bit, and I know Wolves and. Forest and two great wins, as it were, but the down there and the fighting, well, Wolves are. <laughs> um, Forest, dead quick on Forest. I said this when we played them a couple of weeks ago. The piss poor, they really are. Um, take out a couple of the plays and they like Preston. They really <laughs> are. I, I think they're dreadful. Um, Johnson's a good, obviously, Johnson's a good little player and They've got Gibbs White, who's talented, and Nabas in goal is a really good goalie. But other mm-hmm. than that, I'm struggling. Um, good win for Newcastle. Isaac getting on the score sheet twice. That'll give him, you know, everything because he's keeping. I'm, I'm, is he keeping Callum Wilson out the team? Because I had oh, the, yeah. I had the bastard on me uh, on me fancy team, so he didn't come <laughs> on the bastard. But um, no, a great result for us. Um, good, good result for Newcastle and Forest are dropping like a stone. I've just clicked the Navas, Kilo Navas, is the Kilo Navas. Yes. When? Uh, transfer deadline day. I'm going to say. Wow, that went right over my head. Um, well, <laughs> I suppose there's a keeper that's going to scrape them some saves to to keep them in a relegation battle. Well, yeah, I mean. 
very, very, very underrated goalie for me. I like him. Yeah, I agree. You don't you don't play for Real Madrid and Paris Saint Germain if you're rubbish. Well, I mean, you, you might do, like but that. you I won't. I agree on the Madrid one, but the PSG yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Anything? Anything on the game that that Carl's not mentioned that you? Um, I mean, the only thing I mean, we we did talk about it yesterday was the um the disallowed goal. Just yeah. Like the, oh the, God, yeah. Yeah. The 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 logic behind that as to how the the referees and people at Sutley Park looked at that and decided the defender didn't make a deliberate attempt to clear the ball is just baffling. But I mean, how many times this season have, have we come on and to a podcast and talked about a, a completely ridiculous refereeing decision? It's um yeah, it's, yeah I think it's, it's it's just really really poor and I can't really understand. The logic behind it, but I mean, luckily, I suppose from Newcastle's point of view, it, it didn't affect the eventual outcome of the game because the, the Nottingham Forest obviously felt sorry for them because uh, they they gave away a ridiculous penalty in stoppage <laughs> time. I, I don't know what what he was thinking, sticking his arm up up there. So yeah, big big result for Newcastle. Um, and yeah, like you, like Carl says, Forest they they've had a, a good home record, but they weren't great against Everton last weekend. They were really, really poor against Newcastle on Friday night. And I was, yeah, I'd start to, start to get a little bit worried about them and, and sort of agreeing with what Carl said again there. You look at the squad of players, there's a couple of decent players in there. Brennan Johnson, like you say, I agree. I think he's really yeah. starting to find his feet. But there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just championship quality players in that team and I think it's it's going to be touch and go for them like it is for a lot of teams between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I'm sure we could say about a lot of teams down there but I think the next three games for them are, are mightily important. I mean, they've got Wolves next, they're at home so we, we've all said that their, their home form had been, had been quite good, right? Then they're playing Leeds which you feel is almost a must win with a team, yeah. you know, with a team down there and like... Only because it's Man United and Liverpool after that, I'm throwing Villa in there as a, as a result, as a game that they probably want to be looking to get even a point out of Asai. Um I mean, I think Villa are a far better team than we. I mean, you know my thoughts where I think Villa should be competing, but I think if you're Forest, you've got to be looking at, if you're choosing Villa, United, I say Liverpool, I mean, that you'd be looking to get three points there, but... Um, <laughs> But you've got you've got to target a team like Villa and saying, look, okay, can we can we can we get a point out of this? Yeah, it's it's a more uh, it's a fiction they're more likely to get points from than in the yeah, manual. Yeah, historically yeah. anyway. You'd yeah, think, yeah. So I think those three games. I I mean I think I've got I can't remember I can't even get the notepad out I'm too lazy. But I'm sure I had Forest staying up, um, and but I believe if they don't come away with five yeah, points. Yeah. Yeah. Six points out of those three games. I think they might be done because you're talking then United, Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford. Jesus. Um, the next four. Um, and that, that, then that, that so was what we alluded to a couple of weeks. Sorry, sorry uh, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago. You just named like three games that they've got. Sorry, two games that they've got there. Everyone around are playing each other, so yeah. not everyone's going to get points, which well, bodes well for teams like important. us. <laughs> that's why I think picking up the points is so important against the teams that are around you, as I said. doesn't even matter if it is a point, even if it is. 
Any, just anything, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, even a point, you know, hold their position as such, and then yeah. that the points you get against the the so-called top teams um, mean so much more. Like, but I, I I don't know how many teams. I'd like to actually look at stats. I wonder how many teams fighting for relegation have managed to beat a Liverpool or beat a Man United or beat a Chelsea, but then lost to Southampton and Leeds. Yeah, well, Forest didn't Forest beat Liverpool. They did, yeah. Ah, and, yeah. And Forrest got beat by, I don't know, someone crap. West Ham beat them 4-0. Yeah. Yeah, they got points at home to Man City as well, didn't they? And oh, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it, it, the teams you want to be playing, with all due respect, I sorry, is Villa, Fulham, especially now because they're out of the FA Cup. Villa, yeah. Fulham, all these teams are... Strictly speaking, got nothing to play for. I'd say, I'd say on that in defence, and we'll come on to it actually. We, we right after this, obviously. So I'll bring you straight in after me, side. I'd say Villa are probably one of the teams you might not want to face. Player on the basis of Emery still kind of finding his feet, finding yeah, his possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I feel Emery kind of takes this job, takes every job very serious, and I think he's trying to weed out the. Uh, the crap that he doesn't want for next year and the ones who he does want and then uh, strengthen. Um, so on that note, Simon, where you can add on to what I've said, um, <laughs> Aston Villa 3, Bournemouth 0 kicked off the, kicked off the Saturday and um, by all accounts for the, the other podcast I listened to, obviously, um, and yourself before we really got this. <laughs> this was a very comfortable performance for you, guys. Very comfortable, yeah. I mean, Bournemouth were poor, but but we were excellent from right from kickoff. I, I, I think I don't think Bournemouth touched the ball for the first two or three minutes of that game. Um, we we could have took took the lead before we we, we went ahead. Uh, Dougie Louise obviously opened up the scoring, started the move off deep in our own half, bringing it forward, playing out from the back and. Louise was outstanding. I mean, I've, I've been a massive fan of his for a long time. His game under Emery has, has just gone up to another level. And him, McGinn and Ramsey completely ran the midfield. The the only thing you'd say was that you, the only thing you'd say that you could be a bit annoyed at, although that's probably not really the right word, is that it took us so long to kill the game off. So at 1 0, you know, Bournemouth always in with a chance. But I mean, they 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 had a couple of half chances. Had a free kick on the edge of the area. That was a good save for Martinez, but one I was expecting to, to make. And um, there was another one. Solanke had a chance, went through one on one, and he kind of a proper striker. I think would have finished that off, but he took too long. Allowed Mings to get back and sort of shepherd him out wide, and the chance was gone. But we we just completely dominate the game. Uh, Got a really nice second goal as well. Uh, Jacob Ramsey, I, I think he scored for a while. So it's good to get him back on the uh, on the score sheet again. And then obviously wraps it up with the thirds. Had another one disallowed. Watkins had a really good chance in the first half. It was a good save from Neto, but I'd have backed him to have scored it. The form he's been in, but he was at, he was excellent even without scoring. His his movement and his link up play was brilliant. And he, it was it was nice as well that it was the first time. Um, that we've had a home game where there hasn't been any sort of moans and groans from the crowds when we've been playing it backwards and sort of just keeping it around around the, the defence to sort of draw Bournemouth out. There's been the last few weeks, a few people sort of getting annoyed, thinking I'll just lump it forwards. 
But I think, you know, the fans are finally starting to come round to that this is how Emery wants us to play. This is what we're going to be like. And, and we're getting better at it. Again, you know, you've got to caveat that Bournemouth were really poor and didn't really press us as much as other teams might. But we, yeah, just complete control. And I mean, yeah, the, the kind of the idea, I, I get what you're saying in terms of you look at us, Fulham, Brentford maybe and thinking okay, these are teams you want to play they haven't got anything to play for but we're four points off six like we, we we do have still something to play for it's an outside chance but there's still a chance of getting European football for next season like, I don't necessarily think we will I, I still think we're probably a couple of players short from that and, and the start of the season we're just so bad that like, it, it makes it tough to sort of make up that grounds but but we made it up and yeah. you know there's there's uh, we haven't finished in the top ten in the Premier League since 2010, so you know that that that's something that I think Emery's very keen to get us to do. And you know, like you say, four points off six with what 11, 10, 11 games to go, you're still in the hunt for European spot. So I I still think there's there's everything to play for at the moment. And and Emery the way the way he is, he'll definitely think that as well. Yeah, the, the Emery bit's the the one for me. I mean. Um, I, I think I just can't see him ever want to give up any points the way he's, the way he's got them going. Um, a couple of things on Villa for me, Simon. Um, how how was McGinn in this game? I, I feel McGinn, since Emery's come over, has been one of your most improved players. Um, kind of got his championship form back, uh, especially with Kamara sitting holding. Uh, obviously, no Kamara in this game, so did he res- resort back to? Last season again, or did he continue the form? No, he he was excellent. Um, I mean, yes, I agree with you. Since Emery's come in, he's played McGinn's played further forwards in the midfields under Emery than, than he had done before. And I'd always, I've for ages been saying that yeah. we've been using McGinn wrong, having him too deep. Um, and then he, Kamara is missing against West Ham last week, so McGinn sort of drops ah, into the deeper yeah. role there as well. And sort of did all right against West Ham. He was very, very good against Bournemouth. I, I think, like, to be fair, it was, they were a nice opposition for us to have in that it, you didn't have to worry so much about having someone holding. And McGinn yeah. and Louise were both announced because Bournemouth offered very little and we were sort of totally controlled. So the two of them were able to get forward well. But you're right, he, he looks a different player. You know, under Gerrard, he just, he didn't, I mean, no one looked happy under Gerrard. But McGinn really, really did suffer because I think he was being asked to play in a position that just, it just did not suit the, the, the skills that he has. And it was, yeah, really good. It's a good scene sort of getting back into the form. And, and he was he was great again on, on the weekend. Yeah, it looks like the Scotland again under Emery, and that's it's always a bonus. He's he's thriving. Um, right next up, Carl, we'll come to you. Brentford one, Leicester one. I was absolutely devastated when Leicester got this equaliser. Um, it's just I've never hoped for an Ivan Tony goal so much in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. From what I've seen, it was pretty dull. Um, I didn't expect nothing less than Leicester to get something out of this. To be honest. Um, Brentford, uh, since since we we beat them, they've been sort of hit and miss. Um, I still I I I still can't get me. Well, I know why Leicester in the shit that they are, but I still can't get me head around it because some of their players they're just strolling into teams, aren't they? Even as much as Harvey Barnes has got the most punchable face in the Premier League, <laughs> he's 
he's a very good player. Madison, who's got the even bigger face you'd smack in the face, <laughs> is, is another one. Of just he'd he, he'd stroll into most. It's and the one the funny thing is, Brendan Rodgers goes right. Okay, so I sell Casper Schmeichel on the cheap. Icon, I replace him with Danny Ward. Gets about twenty goals put past him in about two games. Keeps him, then drops him. 28 games later. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? I mean, is he actively trying to send them down? Because I'm all for it. But that <laughs> is not a good goalie. I'm not going to... If he puts them down, I've got more respect for him. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, we, me and you have a laugh and a joke over Brendan, which is absolutely fine. Cause I don't know where you're getting laughing a joke, sorry. <laughs> laughing a joke, laughing a joke at his expense. Oh, that's right. Okay, I take it back. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I join in. I'm all for it. Um, but he, how is he in this position with these and still be in a job? Look at all the teams that sack managers. Palace, they're like four places above him. We have, we're just well, right, we've only just gone above him. Yeah, Southampton, yeah. Wolves. All these teams have changed managers and they're still persistent with Brendan Rodgers. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. They can't afford to sack him. Well, there's that. and I, I do think, Dave said it at the end of last year when we thought he was in trouble then, that, that I think that FA Cup is holding more um, weight. weight. Yeah, more weight than it, it deserves. And I think the whole... Remember that Stoke attitude that they're, they're too good to go down? Yeah. And I, I think, I think Simon, you've alluded to it at some points with yourselves. Um, and I feel Leicester have got that attitude. I feel even the players, mm. uh, maybe not Jim given these little uh, Twitter, Twitter argument with a fan uh, yesterday, but, um, but I think the players, maybe manager, maybe even the owners, are just like, nah, we're too good. You know, well, yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Um, I sincerely it's, hope so. I, I, um, I don't. I'd give up a lot to see them go down. Um, I, I think with, with with them and with West Ham as well. I, I think where where the worry would come in for both of those teams is, you, you look at the the teams down there, the, uh, the sort of in the relegation battle. Majority of those teams at the start of the season would have expected to be in the position in and yeah. around and sort of where yeah. they are now. So you sort of, you, you're almost like mentally prepared for it. Yes. And you kind of make sure you try and get sort of the players in that, that are going to be prepared for that were, fight. And they aren't. Yeah, that's it. Leicester and West Ham start the season, I'm sure would have had aspirations of top eight, you know, competing for them in European football. And the fact that they've, they've you know, we're, we're getting into the last 10, 11 games of the season. And they're both down there. I agree. You talk. You look on paper. They've got some, both. Both of them have got some good players. I, I agree with you. Barnes and Madison. I think we're getting to you know a lot of Premier League teams. Yeah. But they were not. They they're just not going to be used to or prepared for the battle of the heads. And I'm not. It's it's so difficult to predict who will go down. But it it wouldn't surprise me if one of them went. Yeah. I can. We can only hope. Yeah. I'd, I'd um, rather see Leicester go down than West Ham and I hate West Ham 
yeah, I would. But I mean, I'd rather see them go down than even yourselves go down. Tyler. I'm not even kidding. Bleeding out. <laughs> I can't stand Rogers, and and I'm sick of hearing about that Premier League one um, by Leicester. Just. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. By the just, way. Oh, it was basically like watching Stoke in the worst season of Premier League history. But, <laughs> Um, on your point there, Sai, we'll move on to a team who, fair play to them, because they've got the bit between the teeth, 3-1 um, down, uh, bring it back to 3 all. I'm not sure what I enjoyed more, the Richarlison going off crying, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Him, or Conte's rant at the end. <laughs> <We're> oh. <laughs> Conte's rant was um, oh, spectacular, wasn't it? That's, that's... I mean... It is either I'm a a man who wants fired, right? Yes. Or b just a man who's not putting up with the crap that every other manager in the league puts up with. Both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've yeah, it's, just, it's not often that you hear a manager come out with stuff like that. Oh, he's like, not wrong in any. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say some of the things he was saying. Like he was spot on about, but yeah. I suppose. You, you don't want to hear your manager necessarily coming out with that when you've just thrown away a 3-1 lead against the worst team in the league. I've not been, and I don't want to make this about me, and, and I mean, you know my feelings on Klopp just now. I'd love Klopp to come out and say something like this just now. I'd, I told, Instead I was of just that stupid, shit-eating grin that he has every time we concede a goal. I want to hear my manager say that. Maybe not if it was a one-off. But Spurs do this every week. I, yeah. I totally agree. I, I'm with you, Ollie. I'd love, if, if we got if Evan got tonk like five, six, seven nil, I'd be like, I'd, I'd want Dice to be going, nah, they were crap. Yeah. They're, they're all crap and they're all in tomorrow and they're all prima donna so and so. Absolutely. Like, the fact that he was going on about, like, we get paid for this. Like, yeah. And he, and he put himself in it as well. Let's, he didn't even. You know, he didn't he said, shy away, did he? Yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm all for it. Me too. Hey, hey. Right, on, on to the football boys. Um, I mean, I mean, thoughts on the game, and is this, is this the most sports result ever? <laughs> it, was just, it was just a lot to digest in the whole game, to be honest. Richarlison going off, Spurs going ahead. 2023 and Theo Walcott scored a goal. Yeah, that was a lot to digest, to be honest. Um, no, no, nobody saw that coming, did they? Absolutely. He got a goal and an assist. I mean... Get him in I that England squad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fraser Forster's in the England squad now, so anything's possible. <laughs> um, Not too much in England squad, because I want to bring something up at the end. Uh, yeah. Right, so, I mean, when I was watching this, I was, I sort of agreed with, I think it was Dion Dublin, who said, the shape that they, they went into a 3-1, and they sort of just didn't go at them and didn't push forward. And it, 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 they were totally right. They were just inviting it on, inviting it on, inviting it on. And they got the two goals. What I will say, what's your thoughts on that penalty? I'd be really annoyed if that was given against my team. I, th- I understand why it was given. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. It's, what it, it's, it's like, um, it, like what we were saying last week when I was... You know, annoyed at the the penalty given against us against West Ham. It's if you're if you're gonna give the referee if you're you know if you're gonna stick a foot out or you know put an arm on someone, 
you give someone an opportunity to go down, you give a referee an opportunity to give a penalty. But it, so like from that point of view, you'd say it was naive and silly defending. But it's I, I don't think that's a penalty. I, I think I, that's really really harsh. I think he's. It was similar to what Callum Wilson done to us a couple of seasons ago. What he's done is, what I can't I can't remember who it was. Sorry, what's the penalty for? He he basically kicks he he apparently kicks him. Oh, but if you see him, he cuts across. He cuts across him as he's already kicked. So he's basically ran into his foot. Yeah, I'm not even sure how much contact there really was either. To be fair, I, I was going to say if, if there's a foul. Like, I'm trying to watch this as you're talking, because I hadn't actually seen it. To me, hold on. I mean, if there's a foul in there, to me, it's a foul on the sports player. I, I, I thought that when I first saw it, and then they were going on match today, oh, it's a high foot. I was like, he's already swung his foot. Yeah. It's... And then the players come across him. But Callum Wilson, like I said, Callum Wilson done it to us a couple of seasons ago, but he's done it a lot better, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Andre Gomez swung the foot and Callum Wilson was in front of him taking it. That's so amazing. he's done it a lot quicker. That's how Thompson play goes down in about 10 stages. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was watching it there. I, I'd heard Glenn Hoddle talk about it being soft. Um, on I think it was on TalkSport. Um, and I was like, all right, Glenn Hoddle, Spurs player, obviously. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but no. Manager in Southampton at one point. I mean, I'm, I'm delighted that Spurs drop points, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. That'll go down in the. I think next year we should maybe do a, a referee watch. Just um, <laughs> oh god, we'd have so much fun. Just keep a tally for the whole season. Um, after, yeah, that was a that was a strange one. Um, no, but good good result for Southampton. You know, fair play. They've point. you know they they've. Uh, Beating Chelsea recently, got a point mm. at Old Trafford last week, point today. You can't, you know, like you said, they, they're kind of they're hanging in there. You know, there's no one getting cut adrift. I still think they're going to struggle to stay up, and I still think they probably will go down. But they are, you know, now they've got rid of the absolute mental Welshman, they've given themselves a, a fighting chance, I think, of, of at least having a go to stay up. They, yeah. they are bad at defending, by the way. Bad. Yeah. Unfortunately like, for them, I think the fact that Walcott is playing a pivotal part in 2023 for them yeah. might be indicative to where where they are. Yeah. But, um, but massive point again, as you say, look, and this is what we were mentioning about Leicester. I don't see Leicester being three-one down to Spurs and, and taking a point in that game. No. Mm, no yeah. I don't either. And whether it's enough, I think Southampton might be the one team that have played the most. And they've got the least amount of points. It's never a good sign. Yeah. So, but yeah, look, I say fingers crossed. Fingers crossed purely on the basis of some of the guys in our man, main man post main chat are massive like Portsmouth fans and so anti Southampton. So I would love to just see the meltdown um, have Southampton stay up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just I, I prefer controversy and drama. Than the actual football these days. So, no, really. <laughs> yeah, if I if I can if I can see people like blow their minds over a server, I'll I'll wear a Southampton shirt and celebrate on that final day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've been rubbing the salt in the wounds that wee bit more. Um, right. Uh, Chelsea Everton's the last game on the Saturday, so I'll come to you first on this one side. Uh, Wolves two, Leeds four. Talk about a massive three points. Oh, huge. <laughs> I mean... 
I like Jeff Manager, by the way, for Leeds. It's, it's not bad. It's like, it, I, did a, a, like a dec- I thought he did a decent job at, at Watford, to be fair. So, I mean, yeah. he's better than Jesse March anyway. But, Absolutely. I mean, this, this game, yeah, huge, huge three points. I kind of... I didn't really see see that result coming in terms of Leeds scoring four goals and you know, yeah. you know that that was a surprise. But I mean they didn't half get helped with some shambolic oh, defending God, yeah. from Wolves. I mean Luke Ayling's goal, just I, I've never seen someone that free in a six-yard box from a corner. It was unbelievable <laughs> the amount of space he has. Um, and then uh, Christensen's goal as well. Just horrific defending at the back posts. Uh, but then, you know, but it's just 3 0 up, and you're thinking absolutely cruising. And then uh, I know we, I, I saw Carl in the WhatsApp group wanting to have a, a little laugh at Melia. And I actually agree with you, Carl. I, I think, <laughs> you, if you, you know, like, I think coming out was the right decision. He obviously had to come out and do it. If you're going to head the ball, you don't head it back into the middle of the fucking pitch when you're no. 20 yards out from goal. Head it out wide. I thought it was ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, to be fair, it's a lovely little finish from Johnny. Um, he then blighted his, blighted his copybook with a, an awful challenge later on in the game. Oh, it was when, horrendous. That when people. Wolves got it back to 3 2, I, I kind of I, I thought the leads were going to crumble. And had they not. Had Wolves not got themselves sent off with that awful challenge, they, they may well have got an equaliser. But obviously then man gets sent off and Rodrigo finishes the game off in the 97th minute. Massive result for Leeds. Worrying result that for Wolves because you know they're still writing writing this battle for, for relegation. And like, you know, when you're playing the teams around you, they're, they're the games you need to pick the points up from. The, the, the fact that they still struggled to score. I know they got two today, uh, two on the weekends, but you know, one of them was because the opposition got many in goal, so you've you got to get goals, <laughs> aren't you? Um, but yeah, really, really big result for Leeds. You know, they did obviously still two points with the relegation zone. I still think it's going to be tough for them, but that is those games against your sort of immediate rivals to go away from home and pick up three points. That's a massive result. Right, right, Carl, I've got a game for you. Oh. A little game of who am I? Right, I've got five clues. If you get it right on the first get, first clue, five points. Second clue, four points. Third clue, three points. So on, okay? Right. Most, most Premier League clean sheets by an under-21 goalkeeper in a single season with eight. Melia. <laughs> <laughs> most Premier League starts by an under-21 goalkeeper made in a single season, 25. Youngest Premier League goalkeeper to keep 10 clean sheets, 21 years and 54 days. Youngest Premier League goalkeeper to make 50 appearances. Youngest Premier League goalkeeper to make 100 appearances. I've got a, I've got a game for both of you. Who am I? I am Leeds' goalkeeper and I am shit. Those <laughs> <laughs> stats are not bad considering that defence he plays behind. I, 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 I'm sorry, you will never convince me he's a good goalie. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. That, that was absolutely shambolic what he did. <laughs> and for Ross to say he'd done nothing wrong was even more mind-blowing, to be honest. Don't get me wrong, the defender is not looking and just passes straight to Johnny. But Melia has no, no reason at all to do that. There you go. But and another thing I will say, there's a couple of things I want to say in this game actually. 
firstly, the foul on Tomato was a penalty. Yes, definitely. Match of the, Ashley Williams, oh, that's not a pen. While looking as he kicks him and falls on the floor. It, oh, there's a little bit of con- No, there's contact, it's a pen. And secondly, as much as I don't like the fella, Adam Traore actually gets fouled in the build-up for that fourth goal. He pulls his shirt back. So, there's my two pens. There was, uh, I, was, I was following up. I think it was the Royals guy I had on the, the pre-season show, not this year, the season before. Um, so I still followed him on Twitter and I was like, he was saying, um, I mean, he'll know better than we all, that had Wills had a decent striker or a decent forward, that um, Traore would have had quite a lot of assists this year as well. Says so he's actually, he's, his final third play hasn't been, you know, as, as, as terrible as it normally is. <laughs> hmm. I mean... But I will give props to Leeds because they just scored four goals away from home. And I'll I'll admit what I said there. That Luke Allen goal is absolutely shambolic. Is the is the penalty for Wolves decision the one in the in the first half? Yeah. Kind of like a one-two into the box. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It's one of those that I would have been fine either way. Yeah, I know. I do know what you mean, but I, I think can't see a clear enough angle to decide how much. I think it's a pen, but yeah. maybe I'm biased. Um, but yeah, the, the massive result for Leeds. Yeah, but man. they are comedy at the back, though. Uh, yeah, I mean they have been um, at least under. Oh, what's his name? Oh, the first manager, the problem. At least under Bielsa, you know, they were fun, they were high-paced, and they were only, they weren't only poor at the back, they were masking their poorness at the back by yeah. high-paced, high-tempo, whereas under Jesse Marsh, it was just, oh, we're just shit. Um, yeah. I, I, they've got championship players playing in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, to me, they're, that's why I was always, I've always been very perplexed why Bielsa got sacked. The, the players they have had no right to be where he had them. Um, I think maybe his time was over. I don't know. Possibly, possibly, but replace him with somebody better than Jesse Marsh, who was yeah. Like yeah, do it. I'll, I'll agree with that. Like. You know, like you, you almost need to do it and change the style if that's the case, like completely. Um, I don't know. I just they they they've got a, a in April they've got a, some winnable home fixtures. They've, they've got. So a few tough games. You've got Arsenal away. You've got Lee, uh, Liverpool at home. Fulham away. But they've got home games to Forest, yeah, Palace, Palace, and Leicester. And then away to Fulham. Yeah, and away at Bournemouth as well. So they've they've got they've got some winnable games in April. But you know, it's, it's all good having a winnable game on paper. You've got to go out and get the results. So that that, that win on the weekend, I think, will give them big confidence now going into those games. I would say, looking at those fixtures, I think there's more than enough games there for Leeds to get enough points to stay up. I think so as well, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been, like Ross aside, I've been a proponent for Leeds to come back into the Premier League for years. The, the, what, the way their fans treated League 1, League 2 was, was tremendous. Um, I, I would have liked to see them get some extra spending money on their bill. I just thought that could have been fun, but uh, who knows? Massive three points for them. Um, well, I still don't understand how Wolves are even in the Premier League. They make no sense. 
Um, we'll say it over and over again. They're just, they're just a team that don't mean... They're just there. They're just now in the league. They're just so boring, aren't yeah. they? It's so yeah. boring to watch. I remember last year we were talking about it, so it might have been even when you came on, Carl. Like, it was yeah, just, I remember, yeah. They were, they were up in like 6th and 7th for a minute, and you're like... How? <laughs> I swear we were speaking about them getting beat every week. Yeah. Like That's what it felt like. Every time I spoke about them, it was a poor result, but... Ah, you know what? What do we know about football? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> right, Carl, the, the final game on Saturday. Chelsea 2, Everton 2. I mean, if we want to talk about goalkeepers handing results, um, mm. Kepa was back to his old tricks in this one. Yeah, yeah, he was. Always, um, yeah, he was. But um, massive point, though. Oh, uh, speaking of massive points, absolutely Massive. Did not expect to get anything at Stamford Bridge, as I alluded to last week. We don't win it. We don't win at Stamford Bridge for a kickoff, and we normally get a hiding as well. We've had a five and a four nil there for um, not so long ago. Um, no, we. It was. It was a hard watch first half. We. I don't think we even woke up till half time. Um, Chelsea. We've touched on this. They're absolutely desperate for a number nine. They're absolutely desperate. They'll um, they'll look at the chances they had in the first half against us and think we could have been about three or four up going in the going in at half time. But they weren't. So sort of, um, Felix scored. He's a good player. Him. He's a rat, but he's a good player. Um, we got the goal. Nearly screamed the house down. <laughs> um, and then the funny thing was Sky Sports were talking about how our mentality has changed just as Reese James goes into the box and gets clattered by two of our players <laughs> and then you know, I was just like Jesus Christ you're just begging for this aren't you um, and I 100% thought it was game when they scored the pen yeah and, so I bet you were down at that point eh? oh I mean we don't we have got a we've got a sort of bit of fight since Dice came back it uh, came in. But I didn't think we'd go and get a goal. But fair play to Ella Sims. Now I'm guessing obviously you've seen the goal. Lovely ball over the top by Michalenko. Good touch by Decore. Now Sims picks up the ball and he doesn't really do anything with it. He just runs in a straight line. And Kula Bali comes across to say, Yeah, I've got him. And ends up on the floor. That was one of the best defenders in the world a couple of years ago, apparently. <laughs> in a heap on the floor by ex uh, Hart Loney Ella Sims. Um, gets the ball on target. Kepper probably should have had it. Goes under him, goes in. I actually stopped for about 10 seconds and didn't even realise it was a goal. <laughs> and then I, 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 and then the whistle didn't go, and I was just like, "Oh my god, we scored!" It was just so surreal. But Chelsea would be kicking themselves that um, not polishing us off. But fair play to us, we we stuck to a plan. Um, we defended very deep at one point. Uh, the, the the added five minutes was like a lifetime. It was just literally corner after corner after corner after corner. And I was going, we're going to get one of these right in a minute. Kula Bali will probably score the winner. Um, but it, it didn't come. Um, and fair play to us. I mean, there's a couple of players that that shouldn't be playing for us still. 
but I mean, I'll, I'll try and be positive. You just got a point at Stamford Bridge. Um, just a little shout out to Tamari Gray. Ran his absolute socks off. Literally, it's a it's a thankless task. Um, playing up from forever when you're five foot six, five foot seven, and we're hoofing the ball up to him. All he had, all he was doing all game was trying to hold up the ball and run at them. Hold the ball, run at them. Hold the ball, run at them. I mean, he must be thinking this is crap, but he's done it and he's done it well. So you know, fair play to him. I mean, I'm not going to name names. Alex Awobi should never play for us ever again. <laughs> I, 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 for the life of me, still don't know what he does. And Everton fans had had in the red that he's this saving and he's going to take us places. He's fucking awful. I, I can't watch him. He, he, it actually pains me to watch him. He, he, he can't pass. He can't shoot. And he doesn't. He tracks back but doesn't tackle. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, he's not a winger. I'll give him that. But I don't know what he is. Just, just make him go away. <laughs> two, two, two things um, on that second half there. Just looking at highlights as you were talking away. Um, there's an argument that penalty should have been retaken. Oh, Conor Gallagher. Um, oh, no, no. Havert stopped midway through his run-up. Um, so it should have been a yellow card. Um, oh, did you see his celebration as well, the wanker? <laughs> and I tell you something, if Sims doesn't score, uh, yeah, I think Deitch has given him a hell of a bollocking um, because that is a pathetic like attempt at a shot. He's just he's just stabbed at it and got it on target, hasn't he? If you're going to put it across the goal, that you smash it, smash it, and hope that it comes back to the two players that are running in. And yeah. Team, I mean, football's fine margin, so I mean, who are we to judge? But um, oh, that could have been could it could have been a bad one. Yeah. Um. And like you like you what you said when you passed it over to me, Kepa didn't have much to do, to be honest. And what he did, what he had to do, he didn't do very well either. So I'm, um, I'm all for it. I, I still think he's garbage myself. So I, I, I don't. I just think he's got too many bad moments in him. Unfortunately, I, I think he, I think he's a solid. He he's better can, than Mendy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, you've been quiet for a while. Anything add on to that? Um, that just sort of backing up, but uh, what you guys said about the the. Ellis Sims goal it's awful from Kepa and, and that's why Sims maybe he thought I don't need to smash yeah. this just just make sure I get this on target and Kepa will do the rest for me um, possibly yeah. yeah but I mean you know last week when you were talking about the next three games Chelsea away and Tottenham at home and Man U away I think I'd, I said like you will pick up some points from that run of three games, and I mean, I did. I'll be honest. I, I was more thinking Tottenham at home. You get something. I didn't necessarily think Chelsea away, but I mean, like you said, Chelsea. They, they, I think mean, they'll be they'll be annoyed with themselves for for not coming away with three points here. But they, you know, they don't have the striker, do they? And it's that's a massive thing. And and for 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 Everton. You know that the now obviously you're only two points from the relegation zone, but you've put two teams between yourself and them, and yeah, yeah. the more the more teams you can get yourself above, especially you know if Forest kind of on a bit of a downwards spiral at the moment, less not looking great, 
they may have the game in hand, but it's you know the position, the table, and the points on the board is is the key when you're at the bottom of the table. So huge, huge result, and that, that the way to have come back from going behind twice as well and getting you know that equaliser so late in the game, they're just it's just momentum, and you you know you're going to that Tottenham game in a couple of weeks now. They've they're obviously you know not not in a, a good place with no. what happened with them. And you guys will be absolutely buzzing. So, yeah, you know, you're going into that game now with, you know, real sort of positivity. So, yeah, really good result for Everton and Deutsch working his magic again. I, th- I, st- I still think there's a hell of a lot of work to do to stay up, though. Oh, absolutely. But I think you could say that, you know, as, as we said last week, we had like a sort of big long chat about the relegation battle. You can make, a case, I think, a strong case for any of those nine teams to go. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, there's there's work to do, but I think you've got a good, you've got one of the better managers that you'd want in the situation down there, and you know you you sort of you're building with with the home form, the bit of resort side, and now getting that point away, this, you know it's just a it's just, you're building a solid base to to to, to go from. I know it's just it's just crazy when you look at like. How many points Dice has got, and how many games, and how many Lampard got? It's just, <laughs> I mean, we played twenty, we played twenty-eight games. Lampard got fifteen and twenty. Dice has got eleven and eight. Yeah, it's well, it's it's, it's like it's, it's similar with us. It's amazing what happens when you put a proper manager in charge of a football team. Yeah, I, you can slag people can slag off dates for his style of football you want, but at least it's properly coached, proper tactics. Exactly. And, and, and I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, and it just it just pains me that we didn't pull pull the trigger earlier. Yeah, I mean, will Dates ever get a top top four job? Absolutely not. But it doesn't take away, doesn't make him any less of a manager. Almost, he's just got a style that works in certain areas. And I mean, he had Burnley in Europe, didn't he? Am I not right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's more than capable. He's just our big team's going to take him. Absolutely not. I mean, do you want him over a, a Pep Guardiola or a thing? Right. But I'm pretty sure last year I was advocating for him to go to Arsenal before. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I stand by that he's the sort of manager who could do like he could do with getting in. You know, and even just doing the defensive side of things, that coaching, that tactic, um, both of you have alluded to it. Like, look at both your previous managers. The, the, yeah. the managers, because of who they were as players, they've got absolute zero tactical fucking no, nuance. Nuance? Yeah. Um, just clueless. Um, the points speak for themselves for both your team. Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, and you've both got different types of managers, granted, but you've both got different types of players as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, on to that manager who I was adamant should be sacked and replaced by Sean Dyche. Um, <laughs> top of the league after 27 games. Um, Arsenal four, Crystal Palace one. Um, ultimately, which also sees the end of Paddy Vieira. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, still kind of don't really know what to make about sacking. You kind of. You can look at it from obviously they haven't won for for quite a long time, so you know that that's clearly obviously not great. But then you, you sort of you look at the context behind some of it. I think they they played pretty much everyone above them in that run, and 
you know, the majority that that doesn't mean that you just write those games off and say, well, you're not going to win any of them. You know, of course you should still be, you know, picking up more points than than they have done. But they just sort of went in that run with Zaha missing for a lot of it. And after the game yesterday against Arsenal, if you look at their next run of fixtures, they're all against the teams below them. And oh, I don't know. I just part of me feels it was, it was a little harsh to to do that. And and if you're going to do it to bring in Roy Hodgson to the end of the season, that yes. to me it makes absolutely zero sense because I don't think he's going to. You know, he'll, yeah, he'll probably keep them up, but I think they'd have probably stayed up anyway. I, I just, yeah. I really, so I don't understand what, what they're trying to do, what what they want to do. You know, they're they're, they're sitting twelfth. Yeah. Let's be honest, that that is the absolute upper limit of of I think where they they can finish anyway. When you look at the squad of players and the finances they've got compared to other teams around them, the I don't, I don't really know what more they're expecting. Yeah, so I, I mean, I alluded to this last week when we were talking. I think Carol was the first to mention about Vieira being gone pretty soon. Um, I put the the company interview, which I assume you've seen now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which alluded to a lot of what you've said. So, um, and it's a hundred percent this very, very Burnley esque of last year. Um, why wait? You know, if, you, if you're going to sack Vieira, get rid of him five games ago, six games ago, right? Because this isn't a decision that's came off getting beat from the team who's top of the league. Um, but I, I think company and yourselves, that you're alluding to it as well, like, give them five more games and see if he gets no points in five games. You're not going to be you're not going to be in the bottom three. So it's not like you're going to need a manager to come in and say, right, now we need you to keep us up. Mm. I just, I, I feel what, I mean, how many games, is, how many games have they got left? Uh, where are you? Ten, yeah, yeah, ten, ten games. They are four points from safety. Yeah, four points clear of safety. They, they, for me, they only need six points out of ten games. Uh, yeah, they've not won, and I get the, the whole non non shots on target and all that. But as you said, the players who who they've been playing against, um, I don't know. I just it, it, it's just it's, I feel. I can't remember. I can't remember what team it was a few years ago, but we we talk. We want all these players in, right? Yeah, all these managers to come in. But when it comes to fighting a relegation, these managers are never getting a chance because you're firing them before it. Mm, yeah. Then go yeah. back to your Roy Hodgson, your Sam Allardyce, your uh, Steve Bruce. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have had more understanding if they'd been getting like walloped every week in yes. these games. Yeah. But other than I think I think they they got tonked at home by Tottenham four 0 But other than that, it's like it's one goal that the one goal they're losing yeah. by, or they're they conceding. It's, I think they conceded like last like a ninety fifth, yeah. ninety sixth minute equaliser to Brentford the other week. Like it's it's not like they're getting blown away. So I, I don't. I just yeah. It was. Uh, it's, it just screams of like a real panic move, doesn't it? it? I mean, you mentioned four nil Spurs as a Tonkin, right? But when you look at the resources for Spurs and resources for Palace, it's four yeah. that bad. Consider now, I know it's an anomaly, but Liverpool just beat Man United seven nil. Yeah, yeah, exactly oh. that. Well, I'd hate to say I told you so, but I did tell you. So. <laughs> yeah, the broken clock's right twice a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, mate. No, you, you were spot on. I, I just didn't see it coming. I mean, 
I was surprised. I, I don't know why, but I think it because their weird rivalry with Brighton, by the yeah. way, which I find odd. Anyway, mm. um, I thought if they got beat there, they'd pull the trigger, and lo and behold, they did. I, I do agree with what you're saying, though. Like especially what Ali said there about how they're supposed to get experience in this if they're just going to get binned all the time. Yeah. Um, I I don't... Had they brought in a manager, look, if you're bringing in a progressive manager or a manager that you want, are they going to bring Hodgson in for 10 games and then replace him in the summer with who they want? Nathan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it strange. I mean, if they bring in... Palace fans are literally fuming at the thought of Hodgson coming in. I don't, I don't blame them. And yeah, like, oh, and, and that's the other thing. There's, I, I mean, obviously I don't, you know, follow Crystal Palace an awful lot. Don't pay much attention to them, but they didn't even. They, there seemed to be absolutely zero thought or talk of any Palace fans saying, "Oh, you know, maybe it's, you know, is he out of his depth or anything like that." It's just there was absolutely zero chatter. Yeah, yeah really, really odd. Really um, odd. I mean, that's a lot. And I mean, Arsenal. I mean, let's, we have to give them the flowers, I guess. They they, they fairly put Palace to the sword here. Uh, two goals from Saka, young player of the year, hands down. I think this year. Eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Granite Xhaka once again looking like a footballer um, for his standard. Um, and yeah. even Martinelli getting a little goal there as well. Yeah, Martinelli's their top goal scorer now this season. Is he? He is indeed, yeah. He's, oh, I mean, he's he's a good. I like Martinelli. I don't yeah, really like he's good, Martinelli. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, he's he was a it was a very nice game for Arsenal. I think to have going into the international break, eight points clear. Wow. Yeah, I mean, two games in hand, though, isn't it? No, one game. In hand. Uh, one game in hand. Uh, and they've still got to play them. That's what it is. And they've still got to play them. Yeah, and I think we kind of, I think the other week we were we saying Arsenal. I think in April they've they've got like a run of four or five games where I think if they come through that unscathed, then then yeah, I think the title's there. So I think there's still a test for them to come. Could be but, over by the time it comes to that, you know. I no, I, I'm gonna jump in here. Liverpool are going to beat Arsenal. You're drunk. <laughs> I wish I was. I apologise to the listeners. Carol's um, intoxicated, clearly. Um, no, the, Arsenal never go to Anfield and get a result. Ever. They never normally take points off us, but they beat us earlier on in the season. Arsenal yeah. are never normally top of the league with 10 games. I'm not be, yeah, which, it's which I agree with. And it pains me to say this, they should have really beat us because, you know, there was a clear hand ball that wasn't given. Um, I'm getting to a point where I, I'm actively not wanting Arsenal to win the league now. I I don't want them to win. I don't. I can stomach City because I've had it. Yeah. I said that in a Liverpool chat as well. They all want Arsenal to win. They don't want City to win. But I, I quite happily City to win because they're buying it. You know, they're spending the millions and millions. It's yeah, fun. yeah. Whereas Arsenal have kind of done it. The right way. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see Mikel Arteta lifting that yeah, trophy exactly. and, and the shit-eating grin that would be on his face. Like Klopp is a prick, right? But Klopp in his seven years at Liverpool has deserved more than equaling league trophies with Mikel Arteta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a scary stat, isn't it? That's really bad. Like, you think of how well we have played over the last... Like, taking nothing away from Arsenal, right? Arsenal have been brilliant this year. 
but what Liverpool have achieved with those three seasons with the 99, 98 and the 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to finish with the same amount of league titles as Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> like, Unless that. I... Oh, I'm Blackbird. Our, our one Arsenal fan listener who just. I think he enjoys like how much it torments us talking about. Our I, he really I know, does, yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby, but I really hope. I just hope like he's get like I hope COVID comes back. And you <laughs> <laughs> don't win a game for the last. <laughs> I want, Jesus, it, Ali's gone full throttle here. <laughs> I want Arsenal to spurs it for the rest of the season. Who's he got next? Thank God. <laughs> I don't know. Man, Man City, Liverpool next. I know that. Yeah, it is. Arsenal have Leeds at home. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I can't even say, come on, Leeds. Come, come on. on, Arsenal. <laughs> Tell you, Melly, he's got this. Oh, no, he hasn't. <laughs> the next clean sheet, and then I want you to wear, if, if, if Leeds keep a clean sheet in that, you've got to, next week you've got to wear an I Love Melly shirt. I think you're all right, Carl, to be honest. I don't think you need to Well, worry. to be fair, uh, hey, do, do you remember our Connor Cody? Uh, bet. Yeah, exactly. That's not coming in, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I, Simon, you've got to wear one as well next week. But I want a picture of you still with homemade I Love Mary shirts on. Well. Um, I, yeah, carry on, sorry. It's, I mean, it's not going to happen, so <laughs> we don't need to worry about it. Um, right, let's... I don't really want to talk about them, but I'll just run through the scores just for anybody who does care about this stupid competition. Um, there was FA Cup at the weekend as well. Um, Sheffield United 3, Blackburn 2, Brighton 5, Grimsby 0, Man United 3, Fulham 1, and Man City something. Um, Burnley 0, I believe. It was it Burnley they were playing? Six. Or wasn't it? 6, Burnley 0, was it? Yeah. yeah. I can't even find the game. Yeah, Man City 6. Um, and in standard FA Cup practice, Man City are drawn at home against Sheffield United um, in the semi-final. Um, so it's we'll Wembley, you TV. Yeah, they're still the home team, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, good point. And Brighton and Man United, which, in fairness, will be a, a tremendous game, which, I, not because I hate United, this is a very thing, but I really want Brighton to get to the final. Um, I would, I would have, you, you guys can clearly admit for me here, whoever Brighton were playing here, I'm all aboard the Brighton train. I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to see Brighton get to the yeah, final. Yeah, I would, yeah. I feel of all teams who would deserve a cup trophy win and a day out at Wembley in the final, it's Brighton. The way they have played football for the past three seasons um, has been fantastic. They've had a change of manager with Potter to the, to the new guy, who's in yeah. fair play to him. He's kept it going and he's and he scored more goals than him. So whatever yeah. tweet... I mean, it'd just be it just be poetic justice if Chelsea get no trophies and Brighton get one. That'd, you know, yeah, that'd you know, be great. The, the cherry in it. Can you imagine it was Brighton Chelsea in the final? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been like the 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 top notch um, result for me. Right, boys. Um, we have a listener question and a question from myself. Bear in mind, these are both English and actually give a monkey about international football. Um, so let's go to the international one. Looking at the squad, Harry Maguire's in it, right? Hmm. So it shows, well, Southgate's also your manager. So again, I can already see the answers. How is Tomori not in this squad again? 
I mean, Maguire, Dyer, and Gahey should be nowhere near that squad. And I know you're you're going to laugh here, and I know I'm biased, but Tyrone Ming should be in that squad ahead of them. He's he's actually been really good this season, really really good. Maguire's played five games since the World Cup. Well, this is it. Like forgetting like Maguire, like I, like I'm not Ming's biggest fan, but he's better than Maguire. Yeah, I've I've all I've genuinely for the last however many years said you will not convince me that Maguire's better than Mings. Uh, anyway, say that the last thirty years, I don't even know how old the two <laughs> are, but you'll not convince me. But right, so there's Mings, but like, fine, Mings get given. Yeah, a, but yeah, tomorrow you're right. How tomorrow's not in that over because is is the Italian league not good enough for Gareth Southgate? Now? Well, no, clearly not. <laughs> I mean, this this. There's so many ridiculous things in that squad. I mean, Calvin Phillips hasn't played football this year. Well, he hasn't played football for about two years, to be, let's be honest. He's yeah. injured for most of last year. So how he's in there. Mason Mount and Conor Gallagher have not been good this year. Like, Mount's injured now, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. And I mean, kind of, I was, I was chatting with um, a couple of my mates who, who aren't Villa fans who said that they thought Ollie Watkins was a bit... No hard done by not getting in. The only thing I'd say in that light, I mean, I, I think he slightly is. I think from a purely footballing point of view, I can see why Tony was maybe picked ahead of him because Tony's had an excellent season. But Tony shouldn't be in there because he's got an, he's got to get a massive fucking ban. What's that all about? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know my thoughts on the whole international football anyway, but I just, the Tomori one was just half one again. It just... Yeah. I just don't understand it. But, um, right, what's the question? I don't know if anybody's had seen somebody tweeted me this morning. Um, our, our good good fellow friend and listener, Martin, messaged me this morning when the quiz came out. And he has a question for the three of us. We're allowed to bring back any of our previous legends slash players. can't remember how he um, worded it. Yeah, just a club from yesteryear. So at their peak. At the peak for your club, though, if they were better elsewhere, you're not allowed it. Um, would you bring in your team currently, and why? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, Romelu Lukaku for me. Yeah, that firmly makes sense. Yeah, I think I think early Lukaku at yourselves in West Brom was the best Lukaku we've seen. Um, we, could, we could do with his goals, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that Lukaku was a monster, though, wasn't he? Like the West Brom one and the one that you had before he decided he wanted to muscle up. Um, that yeah. was a monster of a player. Yeah, good. That's a great shot, especially in the predicament you're in the now. Yeah, uh, for yourself. I was, so I've got it down to two players, and it's whether I want to improve the set, uh, get a better centre back in, or improve the striker. I see. Oh, come on. I'll go go Paul McGrath. <laughs> yeah. Paul McGrath in the defense. I was I was close to, to bringing Dwight York in there up front. Oh, Dwight York, yeah. I'll uh, I'll go with McGrath at the back. Yeah, I am. Um, I I I almost feel dirty picking Gerard in this, but I feel this is the one time. Yeah, for that midfield. <laughs> Like and forget like forget Gerard. I could literally pick McAllister, Haman, anybody because at least we'd have a midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't really matter. But 
I, I'm not going to pick Gerrard purely on the basis. I think Gerrard's the obvious one for any Liverpool fan at any time, at any era. I, I'm actually going to pick Mascarano. I see. I thought you were going to go Alonso. Yeah, I, I, I thought you would have said that. Alonso-esque in Thiago if we get him fit. Um, but I feel Fabinho kind of falling off. A, I feel we just need somebody to like grab everybody by the the throat and get on with it and and, and yeah. eat Mascarano at that time. Um, That's so, a good shout, yeah. Yeah, it was something. I mean, I, I, I mean, we could all. I could add Suarez in. And he'll automatically make everyone play better because he's playing. Like that yeah. 14 season, Jordan Henderson looked world class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he had Sterling, Ster- like St- St- Sterling, Sterling, Coutinho, obviously Sturridge at the time. Um, but now nah, it, it always had to be a midfielder. I mean, the only other player I could possibly say weakness, I put in Steve Finnan in defence. <laughs> I, I fucking love Steve He's just. <laughs> I did not. Steve Finnan is one of the most underrated right backs that the Premier League has seen. I just loved him. He was he was okay. He was yeah. okay, I'll give you that. Just, I mean if if you're trying to if, if you can pick any legends from yesteryear. I, I'm I'm I am i have I've got to put in players that are improving and improvers. I could put in any player and we can improve this team. Like if you think of, you think of the legends that I've got to choose from. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, we're, to we're, be honest, when I was when I was thinking of mine, I've got I had obviously there's the obvious ones like Rooney, obviously Speed, but I was thinking like Gareth Barry had improved us. Gareth Barry was quality for the. Uh, Gareth Barry is one of the most underrated players who play in the Premier League. He was fucking outstanding. I'm, outstanding I'm sorry, footballer. But... Him, him and James McCarthy in the centre midfield was absolute dynamite. I'm sorry, it was quality. Yeah. And Ross Barkley just in front of them, perfection. Yeah. Nearly, nearly. Top yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. I, I now want to make like my favourite Liverpool team to bring them in, like I've combined eleven. But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like this, this peak Owen come into this team and like just destroy this league I mean can you imagine Pike Owen with the defenders in the league nowadays oh Christ almighty he'd be getting Haaland's numbers wouldn't he he's a fucking penis though so oh he is but what he was he was he was was absolutely quality he was but to be fair I always thought when people say he was overrated like he was no he wasn't overrated apart from Ronaldo I mean I I had Owen in my 11 pieces of meat team and I think I said then it's almost like it, I feel it's it's sad that amongst uh, you know big generation of fans he's just seen as a figure of fun because he's yeah. an idiot and he was always injured the latter part of his career. But you know people you know of our age and above he, just I, remember the best striker in world football for yeah, about was, three or four years. He was the best. He was the best striker in the world at what seven eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, that World Cup he was quality like unbelievable levels to the game. He like when people talk about like Kenny youngsters nowadays, how I've never seen an Englishman break through. Yeah, behave. Come back in nineteen ninety five, please. (laughs) (laughs) Like I mean, having Fowler, Collymore at the time from Rush, obviously when Fowler came, ah, it was just such a joy growing up as a Liverpool fan. It really was. Um, I bet it was a joyous time for Carl as well. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carol. Um, right, boys. 
this uh, brings us to the end. We've made it. The podcast has lasted one bees and it's not under an hour, so I'm absolutely delighted. Uh, <laughs> right, Carol, let everybody know where they can find you and what you are working on. Yeah, nice one, mate. It's uh, still at Dictionary Dean on Twitter and we're still working through the A to Z of Alternate Everton. Ooh. And Sai, for yourself, was there a Hulkcast podcast out this week? There was indeed, yes. Yes, on Twitter, it's at Sai Regan, Vinifans, the Hulkcast uh, podcast, the website 7500tohulk.com. It's, uh, they're, they're very joyous ones at the moment, so <laughs> they're, they're probably not as good, <laughs> but um, yeah. It's not the same, eh? You're, you're, yeah. you're boring when you're around. When you're <laughs> um, that's why it's good to be me, because you're just miserable all the time. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> right, boys. Um, I suppose, yeah, actually, for us, it's been that long since I did this, since we failed last night. Um, yeah, you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, our quiz show was released yesterday. Hope you all enjoyed it. If you want to hear more, you can maybe do one-offs every so often little quizzes we can even bring some general knowledge ones in anything to make the boys sweat uh chris and the gang will be back on friday with the extra time show uh previewing the premier league and whatever asia oceanic champions league is on at the moment Uh, and we will be back next weekend oh it's the internationals we will not be back next weekend but uh, aside from that thank you very much at home for listening thank you to you fine gentlemen for joining me thank you very much Uh, Apologies for the confusion this week, everyone. And always remember, keep your man on the post.